Welcome to the podcast and thank you for tuning in. I am your host Michelle Adra and I am a curious soul that like many others wants to live my best life. Here I am talking about subjects that go beyond the clouds such as what is EFT tapping? Why are we depressed? What is shadow work? Are tarot cards to be trusted? What diet is best for humans? Are our fears valid? What did Socrates have to say about life? And much, much more. Join me in my thoughts as we go beyond infinity. This is the Beyond the Clouds podcast. Beautiful souls, hello, my name is Michelle and thank you so much for being here with me today. Last episode was about being ready for the real world, which I still can't stop thinking about. But today I am focusing on cults. But can a society be a cult in itself? Is that why so many of us are made into passive individuals instead of creative leaders who can challenge the system? If you do not know what I'm talking about, I suggest that you go back and listen to that episode about the real world. But like I said, I'm not going to get too hung up in that episode right now because we're in a new episode. So let's start by explaining what is a cult. Well, it's usually a group with very radical opinions and beliefs. They often live isolated from the rest of us and are, well, they often have a very charismatic leader. Most of the time we hear about cults that are religious and usually a, that they are a small group, religious group from one of the main or bigger religious um, groups, I guess. And they have formed their own interpretation on certain things or events within this main religious group that they come from or it once came from. And you can explain cults in different ways. There are different kinds of cults today that we maybe hear about. And one of the most common ones, I would say, is the doomsday cult, where a group of people come together and prepare for the end of the world. But another one that you also probably hear a lot about is the ones that are either religious cults, like I mentioned already, a smaller group usually formed from one of the common and larger religions we have today. And they usually believe in things slightly different from the main religion. But then another one that we also hear mostly about, I think, in the news are the sex cults. A group where the sexual activity is the main focus of the group's existence. But there are also the political cults. A group who come together with a primary interest in a political action or in an entire ideology. And I think you've seen certain examples of this as well in either in your community or somewhere around the world. What makes a cult a cult then, right? What is it that makes a cult called or a group called a cult and another group, well, not a cult? Usually in a cult, people are made to believe in the same thing. They sort of have this collective mind that are working and breathing in the same tempo, the same time. Members usually are made to feel like they can't live outside of their own small community, that the, every, the whole world outside is completely nuts and the only truth is within this little community. Also in a cult, they hold on to very extreme beliefs. And like I said or mentioned before, often it is religious, but it doesn't have to be all the time. 
In a cult, these people usually live isolated from the rest of the society, like in, like I mentioned, and this will, in a way, also keep them away from others' influences and keep them, well, I don't want to say the word brainwashed, but I sort of want to say the word brainwashed. And in the center of the group, it is most of the time a very charismatic leader, and it's often a man, not always, there are women's out there too, who have this role, but usually it is a man. You might ask me then, well, but what is it that makes the difference here with a cult and a group who's not a cult? Because it's not that clear, it's not that black and white, and I understand that. I would say, well, from a club or, well, a a regular group, whenever you want, you can just walk away, right? without being blackmailed or threatened or harassed, well, that's at least how it should be or how it should work. In a cult, if you say that you're going to leave, it will be, most of the times that you hear about this, if you've seen any kind of documentaries, you can hear former members talk about how hard it was to leave and how they often uh, leave not just to save themselves, but they also leave family members who want to stay in the cult, which is also very emotionally hard for them and in a way torturous, right? uh, Painful. And then you hear people who try to leave their cult and then that they've been physically held back to do so and sometimes even locked in or tied down. So this is not something you would expect from a normal group who's not considered a cult, right? In a normal setting I guess in a religion that you go if you go to church or if you go to your mosque or wherever you go to prayer wherever you go to talk to other people having the same belief system well usually you can question your belief system without feeling like you might be beaten up or ignored by other members or leaders in that group And yes, in normal, so to speak, groups, I'm saying normal, but I mean groups that are not sort of called cults, sure, people might have an opinion when you question the belief system and they might feel like, well, what about that? What what is she or he trying to do here? But I don't think that they would go so far or should go so far as they go and want to beat you up or ignore you and never talk to you again but in a cult if you start to question their belief system or their um, goal their purpose I do believe that you might might have to go through some sort of punishment for that and maybe they would put you on more studies maybe they would um, force you to go through certain programs to make you come back into that core beliefs that they have once again so it that's a very big difference as well, I, can, I think. And also one other thing is that you usually don't pay any money to be part of a big religious group. Yes, you can give away money to charity and you can give money to maybe some joint trip that you might do or event that you might have, but you don't pay so you can call yourself a Christian or a Muslim or um, a Jew, I think, <laughs> but in a cult they might ask you to pay for certain things or to contribute with money in some sort or in some way so or with just work power and almost slavery 
And so that's also a huge big or a big difference between these two so-called the not cult group and the cult group. But like I said, it is not that black and white. So let's look a little bit closer here. Are cults really that different today from other clubs? Or should I say, let's use an example, say companies. In a way, you know, a company can be a cult. Doesn't have to be, of course, but it can be looked at like a cult. You got the charismatic leader, the boss of the company. I'm not saying that the boss of a company is always, you know, motivating and encouraging their employers to do well, but many times they do. You're usually stuck in your workplace for at least eight hours a day. And that's very similar to a cult, you know, they are stuck in their small communities or around their own members for most of the day or all day. During the workdays, you are mostly hanging out with your colleagues. So that's sort of the same thing, right? And often you work for a company that you truly believe has awesome products or messages to offer the rest of the world. Very similar to a cult where they often, or most of the time, I should say, have the same belief system, beliefs, um, opinions, and etc. almost 100%. So, well, do the comparison here, then I feel like a company can definitely be considered a cult, right? But now the question is, is it really? Is it really a cult? And let's talk about the things that I talked about before. Can you always walk away from a company, for example? Well, many times I think you can. And also get some really good references as well. But sometimes... You may not, right? Sometimes, actually, I've had experiences before where you have a, a boss or you have co-workers who's um, questioning, why are you leaving? Why aren't you staying? Or making you feel bad for not wanting to stay within that company. They might also make you feel bad for making a choice for yourself and not thinking about how important you are for the rest of the company. So... I mean, yeah, sure, they might not blackmail you or hit you or try to tie you down, but they, I think, sometimes play with your emotions. If you start talking badly about the company's products or services, I'm pretty sure that that won't be met with happy smiles every time, right? And the same thing, like I mentioned in a cult before as well, that you if you start talking negatively about the cult or the group's beliefs or opinions or the goal, the purpose that they have, then they might start to ignore you. They might take a little, you know, the other members might take a little step away from you or the leaders might put you in some sort of program to maybe make sure that you get back into your lane. I'm sure in the company, if you talk badly or say something negative about the product or about any of their services, I'm sure they might not love it, but I don't think that they would start to ignore you or start to tell you that you need to go back into your lane and you need to do go through this and this program and uh, no one uh, can talk to you or be influenced by your negativity. Sometimes I think that if you see something negative with the product or the service that could be actually very interesting for some leaders or like co-workers because that means that oh there this is something we can fix this is something we need to improve. The last thing I mentioned before was that do you pay to be part of a group, for example, to call yourself a Christian and a Muslim or etc. In cults, many times they require you to 
to pay in some way. And do you really pay anything to be part of a company? Well, in a way you do, I would say. For example, if you are clearly underpaid. And there are so many jobs where their um, employees are way underpaid, where they should have a lot more money than they earn today. And I am just going to say it, but the whole medical system, you have nurses, you have people working with elderly, you have assistants who are not being paid enough. And they usually have a lot of loans that they need to pay back and they live in a very tight on a very tight budget. So uh, I don't know, it depends on how you want to look at it. But I think that that's one way to take your money because it's the companies, they get more out of you than you get out of them. And that to me is a bit cultish. So can companies be considered a cult? I would say, yeah, sometimes they can. And sometimes more companies than others. Not everyone, obviously. I feel like the word cult is interesting. Many of us look at it like it's something that is so far away from ourselves that we're like, that's something that happens to others and and etc. But I believe that the same tactics are being used more often than we understand and what that we might be aware of. It is very tricky with cults. For example, being socially pressured to be on our country's team, if like no matter where in the world you're born, I mean, it is somehow or in a way expected that you should be proud of where you're from, right? And that you should support the country that you're from. And we don't always support every decision that our country leaders are taking. But it's in a way you're not supposed to talk badly about your country to others, right? And I think that is a bit cultish behavior because sometimes a whole collective are being, well, Sometimes I would say always when a country goes into war with another country that affects everyone, not just maybe those two countries even, uh, it might affect many, many people around the world as well. And then I think that's a bit cultish to just assume that everyone should just, you know, stand in line and just naturally protect their own country's decisions So let's talk a little bit about which are the most known cults today. There are a lot of well-known cults that you might have heard of, such as the Manson family, People's Temple, and more. But here are some other examples as well. We have the NXIVM that started in 1998. They they looked like a self-help organization who offered classes and workshops but it turned out to be a sex cult. Naked photos were used as blackmail if anyone were trying to leave or talk ill about the group. Also, the members were marked with burning initials, and I'm not going to go into deeply about that. Another cult that we have is the Heaven's Gate that started in the 1970s. They believed in aliens, spaceships, and so on, and one of the founders later committed suicide with 38 members so this would be I guess a little bit yes a religious cult but also a little bit of a doomsday cult right and then which been a lot of talk about today is a cult called the FLDS started in the early 20th century it's a Mormon movement that believes in polygamy one man and several women 
it's not the other way around and it led to underage marriages and sexual assaults and I think there's a documentary that you can watch on Netflix for example where they go in deeper into this cult specifically but you can also I'm sure find other documentaries about other cults there as well. So there are still cults being active today and that it doesn't seem like we're gonna have a day where there is gonna be no cults. So I think that yeah one example could be Scientology which is also one of the big groups that we can find a lot of documentaries and former members talking a lot about for example it's not that easy leaving this group because there is a lot of things that I could say about that group but for example if you're leaving Scientology you're a so-called suppressed person which means that they are not under any circumstances they should not talk to you and you should not be spoken to or like they should not answer you back in any way because yeah you're nothing you're nobody and this is extremely hard because many people well they have families in this cult and so they are not allowed to speak to maybe a parent or kids that they might have and it's devastating and really splits families and lead to a lot of uh, really horrible results or endings for many of these members or former members and you might say, well, Michelle, if there are so many cults and they seem to be popping up here and there now and then, even in modern time, are there any good things with cults? I would say it like this. If it's a cult, no. Because a cult is usually something that is very forced. It's very pressured and it's very negative in its energy. A group that are not forcing their members to do certain things that are not good for them or not feeling good for them yes that can be good it is this is the thing it always starts as a good thing and with a belief that the movement is for a better cause for a better world and I think that's why it's so common with cults because they start up or they in the when you first come across them they sound like they are not that bad and sure, there are po positive things that can come out of a cult, but it, it is usually, like I said, with a cost. You get friends who feel like family, but could you trust them if you showed any disloyalty to the group? You get to feel important, but are you really doing something good or are you just taking part of a dark event? Sometimes that is hard to tell because all this goodness or fluffiness is covering what is truly underneath. And this leads me into why do so many people then fall into cults, right? Well, most of us are looking for a community and place where we feel like we belong. We want to find a purpose and we want to leave our footprint on this planet. We want to do good and leave a good place for the people that is coming after us. When we have that feeling of being alone as well, that no family or friends understands us, we have a tendency to seek people who will. And when we are in this vulnerable state and seeking someone to trust, well, a charismatic person can easily use that and make you hear what you want to hear without you knowing that they are just basically playing on your piano. They are just playing your flute. Sometimes we are so desperate to find our tribe that we close our eyes to any red flags that might pop up 
We explain them away and we are slowly sucked deeper and deeper into a cult without noticing it. The same thing can be said when you go into a relationship that turns out not to be very good for you. Let's not forget, many are born into a cult and don't understand that they are in it until, well, maybe much later in life. So it's not easy to leave a cult, especially once you've been sucked in. If you are born into one, most of your family might choose to stay. So leaving might mean you'll be alone. And that's not an easy choice for anyone, especially if they've been told their whole life that the world outside their community is horrible. It's dangerous. It's devils out there. There are demons out there. It might not be that easy for that person then to break free. If you leave a cult, there are risks of you being harassed by other members or blackmailed as well. Depending on the cult, they might be extreme and lock you in if they know you're trying to leave them or even thinking about leaving them. So that's, that's why I, I think that when we see people that we believe being, are being part of a cult, we should try not to be too judgmental because the last thing they need is to be basically proven right that their leaders are proven right by us being rude to them, ignoring them, um, look at them like they are not worthy. The best thing we can do when we see people that we think belong to a cult around us is just be yourself and be polite. You don't need to go and engage with them. You don't need to get sucked into their world. But if they interact with you, just if your gut feeling tells you that this is a cult, you know, just be true to yourself and don't try to be rude because that's just going to confirm what their leaders already believes or made them believe. Who is most likely then to become a part of a cult? I have already talked about this, but anyone who is not practicing self-love, who don't know what they are worth, they can be easily sucked into a cult. Anyone who feels alone and unloved, anyone who might suffer from depression, anyone, really, could be a victim of a cult. So how do we avoid being sucked into a cult? Well, always look the group up online. Check what people have said about this group before. Be aware if they pressure you to join or try to lure you in with, well, you get this if you come and try this or something like that. Be aware if they want to take you away from family and friends, but also gut feeling. I, I talk about this in many of my episodes that it's so important that you start working with your intuition and you start getting to know your true self and what feels right and what doesn't feel right. You don't want to feel used. You're here to live as a free spirit, my beautiful, beautiful friend, not here to live life like how others want you to live. And even if you sometimes feel like, well, that group has a really good purpose they they seem to you know their goal that's that's what I want as well their methods however might not be what I would love for them to be but hey if it's going to lead to that beautiful goal why not think about the price you pay because sometimes the methods in the end might not lead to that goal at all like for example like let's kill all these people in the world and just keep our little group and then there will be paradise on earth. Really? You really think that's going to happen? 
I want you to look at things as logically as you can. And don't be afraid to talk to people around you about things that you're not really, well, if you don't really think that they sound accurate. Because many times we don't check the facts, we don't test even our own opinion with other people because we're afraid that someone will try to change your mind. But maybe it's a good thing that they do. Because if it's so easy to change your mind, well, then obviously what you thought in the first place was obviously not true. Okay, I think we will stop here. This is a topic we could easily fall deep into. So don't let me start talking about the political side of it, because that's, yeah, that's a rabbit hole. Anyway, as usual, if you have any thoughts or comments you would like to share with me, please email me on hey at michelleadra.se. I also have a website called www.michelleadra.se and an Instagram channel called michelleadra underscore author. I am sending you lots of love and high vibrations. Take care of yourself and take care out there in this crazy world that we're living in. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.